Welcome to this off-season podcast uh, of the Toy Photographers official podcast. My name is Christina Alexanderson and together with me is Shelley Corbett and we are going to do this third episode about what toy photography is and the theme today is nostalgic or nostalgia. Uh, But before we get on to that, Shelley, how are you? I'm great, Christina. How are you this fine day? Oh, I'm uh, I'm fine, actually. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, what about the theme? Let's define it first. What is nostalgia? And uh, I looked up Web- Webster, and it's a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. I feel that toys lend itself quite nicely to this sort of backward thinking, just the children and idea of a better time childhood has a lot of those connotations. So toys lend itself to the storytelling. So for you, that subject in itself is nostalgic, that you actually look upon the motive or the what you portray with your camera as the toy and that makes it nostalgic and that is part of the the way we do toy photography is that what you're saying i not as me as a photographer but for me as the viewer i would say that that might that looking at toy photography other piece people's toy photography especially when dealing with particular figures from specific uh properties the yes, a feeling of nostalgia towards whatever that event when I had first experienced that toy, yes, I would tie into that. Do you see photographers that use this element through choosing the subject all the way, all the time, or do you see this as a, 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 as a tool in the toolbox? Definitely a tool in the toolbox. I I see very few photographers out there that are so committed to a particular theme or idea that they can carry it out beyond even a few images. Is it true for all toy photography or is it only true for some toy photographers? When I started looking through my own images... I struggled to find images that truly would fall into that category. I did not play with Lego as a as a child, so I have no nostalgic longings to go back to a time when Lego was king in my house and I was playing with a particular classic space minifigure. I don't have my very first minifigure that I played with, so... When I took up the classic space figures before they all they came out in the latest round of Lego Movie 2, I went back and I, I picked up all of the Blacktron and the classic space and all the space figures I could come up with because I wanted to create images with these particular toys that I knew would tie into this nostalgia that people who did grow up with those toys would feel. So that was a very deliberate 
view of nostalgia, wanting to hook my viewer using a toy from their childhood to create an image that they might have more of a connection with than just a current modern figure. So you you actually use them more like the way we talked about using fan fiction in the first episode of this series. Exactly. As a way of connecting to the viewers to actually get them to actually connect with a toy in hand. They it's a shortcut to to get them to to connect to your work. Exactly. Because that as an artist that is my goal is to connect with my viewer. So I n- need to tell stories that connect with them in a very specific way and and so I choosing toys choosing my motive is part of that mission do you want to talk about this image of classic spaceman this was taken this image with a little classic space cruiser a little classic space blue spaceman and he's just floating just floating just above the moss in this beautiful forest light um i do believe took took him when we were at the seattle meetup it has a two layers of nostalgia for me one the moment i took it with my friends fun day taking toy photos and then the other element of nostalgia which is the motive the toy the period it came from and creating that that idea of as a child playing with this spaceman in his space cruiser and in your mind in your fantasy world knowing you can go anywhere and that's why the total title is called your imagination can take you anywhere yeah i don't get nostalgic because i don't have the i know that my my brother had those spacemen but i never connected with them i don't have any relationship to towards these figures so for me the nostalgic part get lost because i'm not connected to the toy in hand and and that's okay so it's not an image that would be for you you would not be the viewer that i'm reaching out to but i i can like the image even though i don't feel i don't get the feeling or i don't feel nostalgic about it i feel happy it looks like a beautiful day and he's out on a cruise then that's a good reaction too yeah uh, and and that's part of having different uh, perspective on, on photography or or the motive or the picture in hand I think we have different audiences and it's hard to pin them down into only wanting one thing and having one medium to connect with so I've always thought of Lego as a language so this is just the classic space line is is one language versus using the Star Wars minifigures might be a different uh a different novel within that language and every time you pick up one of those characters you are going to access a a, a different audience yeah maybe uh, yeah in one way you will on another hand the idea could be something totally different at least is from my perspective i'm not really i'm i didn't think about nostalgic in that context of thinking of the viewer or connecting to the viewer when i when i sat down and tried to pick images for this podcast i thought about more a way to portray a moment where 
the figure may be in a nostalgic moment, thinking of of some time where they were happy or longing for us. <laughs> so I had a different take on pit, putting the images in, in the box for this uh, for this uh, podcast. Uh, I took an image of uh, one from with the series I did uh, with Leia in two thousand and. 13 or was it 16 I don't remember where she's walking in this puddle of water carrying a, a high-heeled shoe <laughs> it's part of my my theme around the princess <laughs> I'm not thinking about I'm not really interested in, in the Star Wars uh, aspect of Leia I'm more interested in the princess uh, of, of her as a princess uh, so for me, when I did this series, I thought a lot about the different roles that she has uh, as a character, what she actually actually has for 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 titles: a rebel, a, tea, a princess, a woman, um, a daughter, and so on. So I worked around those themes more than the actual Star Wars saga. And when I picked this image, I thought more about this is a moment where she is nostalgic, thinking about the downs that were yesterday when she lost her other shoes, waiting for the prince to find her and so on. You're so quiet. Because I'm thinking about the image and the reflection and wondering, here we are, we have a woman who is a... Uh, mother, princess, general, leader, lover, and strong individual. And why is she fixated on the princess? But she isn't. I am. She isn't anything. She is just a tool for me to tell my story about what I see when I see a princess. What I think about when I think about a princess. And for me, the princess isn't a space princess. It isn't Carrie Fisher, the the actor that actually played the role in the films. For me, she's a princess from the fairy tales. And in the fairy tales, the princess is obsessed with waiting or strolling. In, and uh, I put that context through or by the character of another princess trying and exploring what will happen if this princess that we see in the Star Wars saga or what if she is only the same princess that we read about in the fairy tales is is she actually different maybe not that is what I'm trying to explore maybe I'm not successful but that is what I'm trying to explore I really do appreciate you exploring the the myth of the princess in your images and the idea of how we view as a society our collective relationship to these fairy tales. Uh, it's interesting, though. I, I, but why is she waiting? Why do we want to perpetuate, or why why do you want to perpetuate the idea of the waiting princess? Maybe I'm trying to portray the moment of nostalgic, of nostalgia, 
where you actually longing for the moment there were that actually were yesterday or just a moment ago maybe we we are all part of this for me this is actually a really nostalgic image and for me i'm i'm kind of she is in my 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 series of images of of this princess she's kind of always walking kind of always on the move in this moment she is walking down this warp lane of reflection and a great part of this is the reflection of thinking about what was what could have been what could have what could have have been in another setting where I weren't a warrior, where I weren't the one that had to to lead the uprising towards the uh, sitting powers. Uh, but I want to put her also in that setting of reflecting on what could have been, what could she have as a princess, what could she have been. So is there an advantage, do you think, to using nostalgia in images? I don't know. I don't think. I don't think there is. I don't think any tool, uh, if this is a tool, um, only have advantages. It always has faults, or can mislead the the reader as well. You never know, um, because to read an image or to actually see the nostalgic uh, aspect of an image, you have to have the right keys for it the spaceman for me isn't nostalgic because it's only a happy lego figure on a on a spaceship in a beautiful environment and maybe the the princess isn't nostalgic for you at all because you don't actually put that in the context of because you see leia and the strong woman walking towards her destiny and and I think it's up to the to the viewer and and the viewer's experience or or what they come to with to the table with. I completely agree. I completely agree. It's up to the viewer to to make that connection with their own. Okay, so for me, making art is is an incomplete circle. And I'm only I'm not going to connect all the dots, and it's for the viewer to come in with their their perceptions, their ideas, their experiences, and for them to connect the dots. And if they're going to look at my image or your image, and they're going to bring their own sense of wonder and longing and uh, for the past or the future, they're going to bring that and make that connection into a circle. And I think that's the missing piece as the viewer. So for my image, you're not the viewer it's intended for. So you're going to see it as just a simple toy, happy, pleasant, pleasant moment in time, not necessarily any relationship to the past. I look at yours, I do see that there's more themes going on. It's Leia. I know your past history with the with the princess motif, so th- I can see where the nostalgia comes in. I'm just I just want something else with that shoe, either moving away for it from it, because the shoe represents the princess more than she does, at least for me. 
So well, she is Princess Leia. She can't be anything else. She isn't Leia. She is Princess Leia. She's General Leia too. She's Mom Leia. When when do anyone call her Mom? Well, when does they call her General? Yeah, they do. She yeah, she could be a yeah. She is a general, but she's mostly a princess or a general. So I, I think she's an interesting stand-in for the idea of a princess because she goes both ways. That she is a strong female character, yet she's we've still labeled her the princess with all that baggage. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. <laughs> I think we fall into this amazingly fun pitfall of talking about princesses and missing uh, our theme for today which is nostalgic so maybe we should move on my second image i think that i sent to you is definitely more along the line of nostalgia of a personal past of connecting with childhood that nostalgia because that's a very specific and i realized that i keep taking pictures of the sparkle fairy unicorn princess and the teddy bear and and I finally realized, okay, there's a there's a story there that I need to tell for myself. So I've been digging deep lately into childhood archetypical childhood images of what a perfect, pristine, happy, glorified childhood looks like, and recreating those because I want to not only create a perfect childhood for myself, but perpetuate the myth of childhood as being this sort of event that was perfect and happy, which it never was. I don't think for anybody, whoever had that, we got to talk because you're my unicorn. It's a good image. Give us some insights. What is the image of off? Tell me. Okay, so this this particular unicorn image I sent you is I took this winter uh, and it's a little bit flat. It uh, doesn't have particularly great light, but it's a very white scene. Uh, it's a unicorn uh, with a little pink teddy pear in front of her, and she is uh, sledding on a little sled. The teddy bear's in front of her, and they're like sledding down the hill. So the idea of is that first snowfall, Getting your getting your sled out, going sledding, and you're taking your best friend, your imaginary friend, whatever that your your first toy was, and he's in front, and he because that's what you do with your your teddy bear and and with your your special little guy is he's he's always in front, he's always with you, so you want to give him the best shot, the best position, and they're and they're shushing down, having a lovely afternoon in first snow. There you go. That's my photo. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, and it's really happy, and uh, you almost can feel the 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 happiness of the moment and how fun it is to slide down the hill on that uh, sledge. But never anything that ever happened in my life. It's always that it's this idea of what childhood should be like but we always we seem to fall so short in reality yeah but isn't that part of 
the nostalgic part of this. You actually look back at something and you paint it in pink colors and feel the, the warmth. The, the interesting part of this image is that even though it's happy and fun, it's in the middle of the winter and it's kind of cold and the weather seems to be cloudy or, or grayish. But still, it's a really happy image and a really warm image. And that's an interesting part of it, the contrast between the cold weather and the, the warmth between the, the unicorn and, and the teddy and sliding down the hill. It is a it is a very cool image, a little cooler than the other ones in the series. They all tend to be a little bit warmer and happier, overtly happy. Uh, but it's it's been interesting, sort of diving down into the muck of childhood, my own childhood, and and trying to figure out well what what are these images that come up in repeatedly that we see the the teeter totter, the kite flying, the balloons. I mean who. I mean, I love kites. I love the idea of kites, but I've never experienced actually flying a kite successfully. And I've tried often. I find it to be incredibly boring once you get the kite up. So I'm just like, is that is that nostalgia? Is is that what it is? Is this, this yearning for something that was never there? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that that is nostalgia. <laughs> I think that's actually it. What it is, We've kind of been longing for something. Yeah, because let's be real. I mean, if like if I went and went sledding, the reality is, is it's cold and it's wet, yeah. and and then you're gonna fall off your sled and it's gonna hurt and it's gonna hurt even more because you're cold. So it's like, ah, nah. Yeah, but you don't feel that in that image. You feel the happy moments. It's like when you play in the sandbox. The big part of playing in the sandbox is, is actually to build the castles and the roads for the cars. Once you finish, it, there is no play going on anymore. It's finished. The imagination of what could have, could become or how amazing it was. Isn't that what we're looking for? It, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think uh, all sand castle building is has been ruined by the sand castle building contest because once you start seeing those images you realize nothing you ever could ever make can hold up to that so why even bother yeah that's true yeah so we have to create these ideal child childhood images and memories through photography and and create create what it create nostalgia we have to manufacture it because it just doesn't exist but you haven't used a toy that is nostalgic to you, that you actually connected to as a child. Why, why haven't you put that part in the image? Because I don't have... Okay, that's... I have... Until the recent collectible minifigure series, there hasn't been a toy that would have connected with my childhood specifically. But um, Chippendale... That those those two guys about the series because of not because of I don't, all the other ones that are in there, but those two because that those two Disney characters are more connected to my childhood than pretty much any other character that Lego has come out with. So that'll be interesting when I get my hands on those two and play around with them. What will you do then? 
I'll probably do exactly what I do now. I'll stick them in the water. I'll stick them in the forest. I'll go on little adventures. <laughs> and I'll be happy because I still have my original Chippendale uh, stuffed plushies that I got at Disneyland when I was like eight in my bedroom. And I'm like, okay, great. We're going to go and go on some adventures now, guys. <laughs> And my other plushie that I had that was my, which is the pink teddy bear is to stand in for, was a walrus. I'm sorry, but I don't have a walrus yet. <laughs> soon. <laughs> you will have one soon. <laughs> maybe that'll be the next series release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the hard part is to put them together in perspective to get them in the unicorn to be a bit bigger than the show. <laughs> It's never the, it doesn't have to be the exact though. It's the idea. It's the idea of taking your favorite animal and, and the teddy bear is a stand in for everybody's whatever original stuffed animal is. I mean, it's just it seems to be the iconic figure. Yeah, it, it's a good, it, they ought to do a cloth, <laughs> a safety blanket they really could use. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of, of being pregnant and walking around Green Lake uh, mm. when I was and being super, super depressed and seeing this this adult with uh, uh, Down syndrome coming towards me with his person keeping an eye on him and he had his stuffed animal. Oh. And I was so jealous <laughs> because I couldn't walk around in public with my stuffed animal when I really, really needed one right at that moment. <laughs> but... <laughs> As adults were not allowed. <laughs> you know that I do a, f a photographic project around just that theme. <laughs> I know, and that's why I wanted to be involved in it because it's it it uh, it I connected with it so viscerally and emotionally and deeply. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I need to be in one of those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, to tell everybody else about it, I do. A series of portraits of um, adults uh, holding their own stuffed animals or the children's stuffed animals if they don't have their own in hands or they have lost it during the travels of lives and um, and so far I've done I think 20 portraits in that series I'm waiting for you um, we'll get there we'll get there eventually so you sent me another image yeah, I send you one of those that actually connect to my childhood, but I took it in co the context where it's used. So, so uh, um, I took a, I took an image uh, during my first uh, three hundred and sixty-five project around stormtroopers or Star Wars, and uh, this image is called "I'm Afraid of the Droids." It's uh, an image of the bigger stormtrooper and the smaller stormtrooper and the smaller stormtrooper is kind of rushing towards the bigger stormtrooper stormtrooper who is holding his arms out to actually catch a small one and I have called it I'm afraid of the droids because um, as being a stormtrooper you're supposed to find the droids or the droids we are looking for is the theme that comes back in the first movie around in Stormtroopers. I would say this is a nostalgic image for me because as a child I remember me 
going outside waiting for my father to come home from work and when I saw him walking down the the road where we lived I kind of rushed towards him and he picked me up and put me on his shoulders and I could ride on his shoulder back home and and that that that's a feeling I really wanted to evoke in the image but also the feeling that you as a parent has around being the only the the warm or the connection for the child the 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 safe harbor for the child because during a period of of a small child's life there is only a safe harbor and that's the father or the mother so I wanted to work around that feeling and I worked around that feeling when I made this image so it's really nostalgic in in many ways and I'm also super proud that it actually is used as a book, book cover image for, for a book that Cass Sunstein had, have done the around the world according to Star Wars. So I, I send you the image of the cover, um, mostly because um, when I look at that book cover, I become a nostalgic towards me as a photographer as well, because I could be nostalgic looking at those first images of my stormtroopers and thinking oh I wish I could do that again I wish I had that lust and that craving to go outside just playing with toys and actually photographing it and just putting it online to show everybody how fun I had and how I could explore every idea through my camera and in that context, I also get nostalgic when I look at the image. So it's nostalgic in different ways for me. It's both a nostalgic image of the childhood or the parenthood. And it's a nostalgic image of a time where I were different as a photographer because I was exploring a new way of doing photography. It's a it's a great image, and it really does capture the idea of the child rushing to the parents' arms for for safety, because that's that's what, at at that age that's that was what we need our parents for, is that. And uh, I do like that you brought up the idea of looking back at your as your own travels as a photographer, your own growth, and what it was like in the beginning when it's all fresh and new and exciting and you want to share it and you can't wait to do it and, and how that, how that changes. Yeah. I, I look back at, I look at new photographers who are coming in, in and discovering toy photography and they're so excited and they're releasing multiple images a day or one a week or one, one, one an image a day. And it's just this constant flow of amazing ideas and creativity. And, and I, and I saw that on the, on the at the Utah Toy Safari too, and I'm like, oh my god, where did I used to be like that? Where did that person go? <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta like dig deep. I gotta like dredge up the past, and it's painful to get a good image. It's like ah, oh well. <laughs> Nostalgia. Yeah. It and bites you in the is. ass. <laughs> And that also is part of doing photography or working around the same motifs or the same 
ideas, you kind of come back to them and you can't actually find new, the source of finding new ideas isn't, it, it has an end. It does. It does. It, and uh, as a creative, I think we have to embrace that at some point, this too shall pass and we will move on to something else and explore just as deeply something else. We just don't know what that is yet. Yeah. And then we can look back and be nostalgic at that time when we were toy photographers. And think how happy we were and how fun it was to yes, do all those images and maybe think about it, how silly it was and how bad the images is. But we will look back at some of the images and think, oh, that was a gem. The good ones. The good ones will rise to the top. They always do. So, how do we actually sum up this? What's the benefits of using nostalgia as a tool in the toolbox of doing toy photography? Oh, it's one of my favorites right now. I, I think it's a really good one. Both thinking about one's own past, manufactured past, creating a manufactured past, looking at through rose-colored glasses or not. I think it's a, it's a really fertile ground for exploration photographically uh, i agree with you totally i think it's a good um i think it's a good source to to actually dive into to find subjects to to portray so make it more interesting if not for your viewer at least for you but Always one needs to think about who their viewer is, though. I think that's... that's Why? Why Why do you th have to think about the viewer? Because it's it's a triangle. You're, you're a triangle. You, you as an artist, and you create something. So that's two sides of the triangle. And then the viewer is the third. That completes a circuit. And you can't always control what the viewer is going to do with what you make. So the three of you actually create something new beyond what you do. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. But I don't think that the viewer is as important in the creation as I hear you say. Maybe I, I in make make it make up some stuff here but but I'm thinking of Van Gogh he didn't have any viewers and the viewers he had they laughed at his work and thought it was kind of strange and really off topic and it really didn't work and uh, he still went on creating what he thought was art and what he needed to create because that is what was what he really wanted to tells people about he wanted to tell his inner story and I think when you create something you have to have yourself and your own creativity or your own lust to create in the forehand and then put in the viewer in the last part of the equation it is when you actually create something you have to want to create it for your own need Agreed. Yeah, right. if it doesn't if it doesn't have that honesty from creating from a from a a, a place of authenticity, yeah, it's it's not going to fly, not in the long run. Yeah. But I can take the viewer 
into account when I create work. You don't have to. They're both valid. No, but I, 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 I have. I, I know that the viewer is important, but in the forehand, I'm always the first viewer as well. No one else will look upon your work before yourself. You, you do it, and you are the first viewer. So your perspective is important. So you're always the first viewer. Okay. I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to disagree with you, but for two different reasons. I'm going to agree with you because I think you have to you have to satisfy yourself first as a viewer. But I also do sell my work and I do need to take into consideration at, at some level what the viewer may or may not want. So that is I do I do think about my motives and what might sell and then and test the waters. So yeah. It's it's why I always tell people when they think they want to go and sell their art, I'm like, you do that, it's gonna change things. Nor not all can't be Van Gogh. I mean we can't all just, you know, do exactly what we want. I mean there there is the economics of the marketplace that come into play, which is how be big both Shelley and Van Gogh. We can we can sell your we, our work. We can sell our work like I like I do as well. I have sell, sold the images image for Cass Sunstein's um, um, book cover, and uh, I can also do the work I want to do for myself. You can do it both. Maybe you can't sell all the work you do for yourself, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up with an entire booth full of Chima images. But you love Chima, don't you? I do love Chima. What can I say? I love those head masks and I love those wings and I love the details and the outfits are just crazy detailed. They're just so beautiful, but that's not a popular storyline. Yeah. Uh, oh. Should we round up this short off-season series around what toy photography is and what you, will you take from these short talks with me? What, what, what will you think about when you do toy photography in the future? Have our talks give you some perspective on your work? Or is it just the ordinary stuff that Christina and Shelley always talk about? Uh, I've definitely both. Definitely both. Yes, this is definitely what we sit around when we meet up and chat about. Uh, I definitely have been thinking about all of our topics. And for me, it's been really helpful, especially this last one, just embracing, embracing the idea of nostalgia and childhood and what that means. So yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed them. Have you? I think the last uh, episode, this one we did today, about the nostalgic part has brought a big light on my work and what I really long for yeah because I had this uh, show at work where I put up uh, some of the old stormtrooper images and I when I looked through them I really thought they are so amazing Christina but they are made out of a totally different photographer than the one who stands here today and I could never do them with that feeling again Sad. Oh, but there's a beauty in that as well, because 
because uh, uh, we can't, there is a saying, Pantare, you can't uh, bathe in the same river twice. You can't actually walk down the same river twice. You have this, it's always floating, everything changes. And that is good because I've learned so much during these years. I have become a totally different photographer and photographer and I actually know my quest better I know my not I have known my tools better I don't have the I don't have the same love for my subject and maybe that is what is portraying in the images today and that's why I'm thinking and not doing that much toy photography as I used to bittersweet yeah it is bittersweet, but I have. But on the other hand, I can be nostalgic and look back at it and think, "Oh, that was a good time. I loved that," <laughs> and that's good. That is good, and that sounds like a great place to end this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so as well. So, thank you for these episodes, and we will we will talk again. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but maybe not in this setting. So thank you everyone for listening. And uh, James will be back uh, with an ordinary podcast uh, next week, I think. Yeah. Thank you, Christina. This has been a lot of fun. And thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.